God bless you as we seek the Lord together for the year 2022. This is STL 22. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you so much for blessing us with this day. Thank you, Lord, for this lesson. Thank you for exposing the plans of the enemy. Thank you for teaching us your word. Lord God, we love you so much. and We ask that you continue to teach us in the name of Jesus. We are listening, Lord. So speak. Your servants are listening. Cover this with the blood of Jesus. Let your anointing be upon it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning to you, wherever you are, all over this world. God bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. So we are going to get into this, and this is our final lesson for the week. So we'll be doing Monday through Friday. Then we'll have one Zoom meeting on Saturday. And then we also have Bible study on Tuesday. So that's our seven teachings a week, okay? Um, and I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord, but he's only given me like five podcasts um, or five um, themed or, or scripture themed scripture lessons, excuse me, scripture themed lessons. So we'll be doing Eve. We've done Eve Monday through Friday, and then we'll do the same with Rebecca, same with Ruth, same with Esther. Okay. So, um, we are finishing up with Eve and we have learned so much by the Holy spirit about Eve. Like literally these are things I've never heard before. Some of these things <laughs> that I have taught today, um, this week, excuse me, not today, but this week I'm telling you, so this is all the Holy spirit and he is opening up scriptures to us because he wants us to know who we are. And I am so looking forward to hearing everything the Holy Spirit is going to say to us and reveal to us through the life of Rebecca and through the life of Ruth and through the life of Esther. So um, we see those prophetic timelines and processes and messages, um, especially with Eve. And so we're going to especially see it with the other women of God also. Um, just the way God dealt with her and his time of intimacy with her. And let's just remember that that when we are in this this prophetic season it's like an eve season um where god just separates us to himself and he just spends intimate time with us pouring into us shaping us designing us and imparting into us everything that we will need to fulfill our purpose amen amen glory to the name of the lord whether you are married and you really have like a type of an adam with you or you're single, so you're waiting to fulfill your purpose for the last Adam, Jesus Christ. Honestly, if you're married or single, we all have that objective. But um, it's a little different when you're married, you know. And um, God is calling you to be processed and to have that intimacy with him. and He's pre Or you're going to be married and he's preparing you for that. Some of us won't be married. I don't know how that works, but some of us will, some of us won't. Um, maybe everyone who's listening to this will, but I'm just saying overall in the world, everybody will not um be a wife to a man but you are the bride of christ i'm not married i've never been married and i am married to jesus okay thank you very much <laughs> i protect his interests okay <laughs> i bring stability to his kingdom thank you jesus and we love our god he's such an awesome god wonderful wonderful savior so today we're going to talk about the war on women. And this is by the Holy Spirit what really inspired um, the this fast seeking the Lord because we want these women to be saved. We want these women 
um, to have their identity in Christ. We want our identity in Christ. We want to have a strong grasp on it, a strong grip on it, and we don't want to let it go. Glory to the name of the Lord. And so we need the word of God um, to do this for us. And we have to seek the Lord to get that grasp that we that we need. Okay. So um, let's talk about this war on women. So we're seeing women just dying. It is statistically shown that the death rate of women, the murder rate of women has increased over the past um, year or two. I know that in 2021, the statistics had already risen to the point where it was like um, news reports about it. And um, it's, it's really sad. It's really, um, really devastating to see the death, the level of death, not just with women, with men also, but there's an increase, okay, with the death that we see in women. Women weren't being killed like this. And now so many women are being killed while they're pregnant, okay, and taking them and their babies out. Have we been seeing that? Women, multiple women killed after their baby shower, found in the park, you know, pregnant. I mean, just horrible things. So it's not, it's, it's the women and it's, it's the, the seed of the woman also. And there is a war on woman, women, but there's, it's not just murder. It came in through morale where this, this separation from God and identity and our scriptural role was implemented by Satan. So we see lesbianism on the rise and lesbianism is celebrated. You know, fornication is celebrated and um, living in sin, not getting married is something that's supposed to be normal for women. Let me tell you something. That is an attack. A woman is supposed to either be single or she's supposed to be a wife. And what happens is Satan has in so many ways um, desensitized us to sin and devalued us. Okay, to the point where we are we are willing to accept just a man. And I'm going to get into that on the Zoom meeting on um, Saturday. So I won't go into it too much here. But we are going to get these women together. We're going to have these conversations because, listen, we're, we're, we're teachers of good things. Okay, and this is a good thing. I'm going to make sure that you have confidence I'm, as a woman of God. I'm going to make sure that you love Jesus. I can't open up your heart to him, but I can open up these scriptures to you. And then and in turn, if you do your part and you're praying like I always advise and you're reading that word, you will fall in love with Jesus. And when you really fall in love with Jesus and you allow him to be number one, he will set the standard for the type of man that you have in your life. Okay. And so, um, what we're seeing now is this, the, he shows you your value. And so what we're seeing now is women who don't know their value because they haven't given themselves over to Christ. So we're seeing lesbianism. You don't know who you are. You've allowed something to take away your identity. You're supposed to be a wife to a man. According to what we see from the beginning in Genesis, you were made for the man. Okay, glory to the name of the Lord. You were made to receive his seed and give birth to his children. Glory to the name of the Lord. That's what you were made for. Anything else is an attack on the woman. If anything else takes you out of that, it's taking you out of your purpose. It's taking you out of why God made you. We see the abortion. The, that is an attack on women. That's an attack on our morale. It's an attack on 
on our purpose. It's an attack on our seed. It's an attack on the children that we're supposed to be producing. Don't think that it's just, you know, women who are living um, what we would probably categorize as an immoral life who are getting these abortions. People who are married get abortions. Do you hear me? Women who are married get abortions and they are uh, approved of by their husbands. Okay. Um, feminism. This is a complete distortion of biblical womanhood. We're supposed to be women of God. And that standard is from the Bible. We're not women of this world. This world doesn't tell us what's right and what's wrong. You know, they make men being the head such a bad thing. They even had um, I think it was back in the 60s, I do believe, a mass head covering burning because they hated what it symbolized, subjection and authority to the men in your life. But these men are the glory of God. They reflect his glory and they deliver his word. They display this um, unique authority in the church and they love us and they lead us. And there's nothing wrong with that. And when we're operating and when we're functioning in our God-given authority, we put something on our heads that covers up our glory and says, I am still in subjection, even though you may see me praying or prophesying, speaking on behalf of or speaking to God in a public, um, in a public uh, way or in a public place. Excuse me, you all for not, you know, um, being able to think of words. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. That's what's going on. <laughs> Okay, but we see this attack on women taking place. And um, all of these are attacks. This murder, this crime rate that we're seeing, it's an attack on women. The abortions, the lesbianism, the feminism, the immorality, the side chick culture, all this stuff, the stripper culture, all this stuff is an attack on women. And it's something, it's you remember we talked about how subtle the enemy is. It's something when something is beating you up, tearing you down, got you wounded and bloody, and you don't even know you are under attack. And this is why we need to have these conversations. And this is why I'm asking you all, share this, share these lessons, share it all, because some of us just don't know. We don't know our value. We don't know who we are. We don't know why God created us. We don't know God's will for us. We don't know what God's word says about us. And we are just apt to be a part of anything. No, 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 no. My dear sisters, no, you have value. You have value. God created you. He formed you. He made you. His breath is within you. You are valuable. You can't just give yourself to anybody. You can't just do anything. You can't just behave any kind of way. Glory to the name of the Lord. There's a war on women. But I thank God that Jesus Christ, he, he's the answer. He's the covering. He's, he protects us and he fights for us. And I've been saying it. If we are going to be saved, we need to be saved now. You need to be covered under the blood now. So um, I've wondered, I've seen this and I've seen this rise over the, the past couple of years. And I'm like, why is this happening to us, Lord? Why is this happening to women? Why is Satan killing women in this way? Why is he just taking them out, taking them out with their children in their stomachs, taking them out with their, with their kids, you know, had just, just any, any kind of way he's just killing them. Why, why is there, why is there this attack on women in the Lord? 
took me to Genesis 3. And this is the chapter where we will end it um, for this um, these lessons on Eve and what we learned from, from Jesus in Genesis. Thank you, Lord. So we're in Genesis 3. And we're going to start at verse 13, okay? It says, And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. She said, He tricked me, and I ate it. She was honest. <laughs> she blamed it on a serpent. But she said what happened. She realized this this thing tricked me. Hey, I thought, you know, I thought he was just talking to me. I thought he was just reasoning with me, but he actually tricked me. She realized that when her eyes were opened, that this serpent tricked me. This is an enemy. Oh no. Oh, I feel for her. She didn't know what a trick was. Oh, old slew foot. Y'all stay in prayer and stay covered. Okay. So that you won't get caught out there. Thank you, Jesus. Just stay covered and if any man sin, he has an advocate with the Father, and we thank the Lord for Jesus Christ, but we want to walk this walk and avoid Satan at all costs, okay? Um, so, verse 13, the Lord said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? This serpent is still tricking women today, okay? And this is this whole war on women. They don't know who they are. They're reasoning with the devil. They're allowing him to talk them right outside of the commandments of God, right outside of their desires for themselves, right outside of their, you know, the things that they wanted, their hopes and their dreams. You know, I don't think most women want to end up murdered by their baby's father. I think, you know, maybe they probably wanted to be a wife, but you don't let Satan talk you out, up out of all your standards and you've settled and I know our father, he's so sweet and he's so kind and he's so loving and he's so patient and he has plans to prosper us, to give us hope, to give us a future. He's not willing that any should perish, but all come to repentance. I know that God at some point says, stop talking to him. Don't talk to him because he's done it with me. You all don't talk to him. It's not going to end good. He's not a good man. Leave him alone. You don't even have to be in Christ. The Holy Spirit is everywhere all the time. He will talk to you. You just got to listen to him. And I'm not saying don't be in Christ, but I'm saying even in your sin, you can still hear God. God can still break through and tell you, don't do that. Don't go there. Don't listen to him. Don't talk to that guy. That guy is trouble. Some, sometimes we say something wrong with him, something off. I can't put my finger on it, but just listen to God trying to speak to you. Lord Jesus, he's still tricking women today, tricking them out of their inheritance in the kingdom, tricking them out of their God-given purpose, tricking them out of life more abundantly. There is a war on women. Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. So then here we go. Let's move into verse 14. It says, and the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field upon thy belly shalt thou go and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. So it seems here that God curses the serpent and in a way the animal kingdom 
It seems because he says you're cursed above all cattle. So it seems like there must be a curse on them, but the curse on the serpent is greatest of all in the animal kingdom. So we see the degradation of the animal kingdom here. We see now the, the animal kingdom is going down before when lions, you know, they were just eating green herbs out of the ground. Now, all of a sudden, these long fangs, just these long fangs just come in their mouth. And now they have a taste for blood. The whole animal kingdom suffered, okay, because of what took place in the garden. But the serpent was cursed above all. And so now listen to this. We find three reasons why Satan has waged a war against women and why he hates us so much. I'm just going to read verse 15, then I'm going to break it down for you, okay? God says to the serpent, now mind you, he's still cursing him. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Curse number one, Jesus. Curse number two. Um, I will put enmity, enmity between your seed and her seed. Curse number three, it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. Whoa, break that down into three. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. That's a curse. So Satan is cursed to hate women. It seems like Satan is cursed with this hostile relationship with women. And the woman, she has a hostile relationship with Satan. But here's the thing. We don't know it. Now, we have been redeemed from the curse of the law through Jesus Christ. And if we would just step into Jesus Christ and be covered with his blood, the serpent would not be able to touch us. I'm telling you all, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the remedy. He's the remedy for all the immorality, all the death, all the murder that we're seeing, all the injustice. Jesus is the remedy. God says to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman. Now, this is a curse. So it seems like now since, you know, it seems like he won't be able to help himself. So essentially, it seems like God is saying, oh, you want to trick her? Now I'll make her your worst enemy. So enmity between Satan and the woman, that word enmity means it's Abba in Hebrew. And it literally means hostility, hostility and hatred. And so we, it's like God made us enemies with him because he tricked us and God has given us power to overcome him. You all. We cannot allow Satan to keep tearing women up. We have power over him through Jesus Christ. But this enmity means it's and it means hostility. That's exactly what the word is in Hebrew. And it, hostility means overt acts of warfare, conflict and opposition. So because of what took place in the garden, there is acts of warfare, conflict in opposition against the woman by Satan. He is thinking up and designing and constructing warfare and conflict in opposition to us. Why? We're going to find out with point three. Second point, 
enmity between your offspring and her offspring. So Matthew 25 and 41 and Revelation 12 and 7 makes it clear that the angels who fell are now Satan's angels. They're his angels. They belong to him. And so there is enmity or hostility between the offspring of Satan and what his fallen angels produce and our offspring, ladies. So your children come in here and they already have an enemy. So not only does the woman have an enemy, but the woman's children have has an enemy also. And now listen to this. Point three, it will bruise your head. You will bruise his heel. Now, this is what we know as the first messianic prophecy. Okay. This is about Jesus Christ completely. There's going to be a child born. Um, you may bruise his heel, but he is going to crush your head. That is, that's final defeat. God spoke it. He sanctioned it as he was cursing the serpent. I want to dig into this a little bit as to why Satan hates us so much and why he has waged this war against us. When I was asking the Lord this and I'm thinking about it, the Lord took me to Genesis 3 and 15. This is why. Because in the womb of a woman is the power to produce something more powerful than Satan. Remember what we are told in Luke 10 and 9, Luke 10, 18 through 19. Satan fell like lightning. He's out. His place of authority, he was kicked out of it, okay? And then God turns around and gives us all authority over his power and nothing by any means shall hurt us. So you have to take that into consideration, the amount of power that we have, and then take into consideration the fact that the woman's offspring having this authority is like a curse. So what he has to do, what Satan has to do, is anything within his power, anything within his means to keep the woman from realizing her power and keeping her from realizing the power in what she produces. In the book of Revelation, there's an angel that cries out and it says, woe unto the inhabitants of the earth because Satan has come down and he's wroth because he knows that his time is short and my dear sisters, we are there now. Oh, he knows his time is short and he knows that in within the woman and within the womb of the woman is the ability to produce a God, Holy Ghost filled army that can tear his kingdom all the way down. And he wants to stop it. So he never wants the woman to realize her potential. He never wants the woman to realize that she was taken from the rib. She belongs. She's the glory of the man. She, he never wants the woman to know her value. Keep sleeping around. Hold on to those rejection issues. Keep sleeping around. Hold on to those insecurity issues. Keep thinking that somebody's going to stay with you. He like, he wants to devalue us so much to the point that the things that we've done in the world, he keeps throwing it in our face when we come to Christ making us still feel like we're not worthy because of what we've done in our past. He hates us. He knows there's a war going on. We don't. The war is started in Genesis with those words. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. 
the woman. There's hostility between us and Satan now because of what happened in the garden. Because he tried to trick us, now we are his worst enemy. Not only do we have authority over him, but our offspring has authority over him. And we thank God for the one who was born of a virgin and came here, overcame Satan, overcame death and hell for us. But still within our womb is the power to produce offspring that is completely against his kingdom. So he has to do whatever he can to stop us from producing. Hello, abortion. Hello, all the satanic child sacrifice. All of this, um, these missing children. Come on here. This is strategic against women and against the seed of the woman. He never wants us to live up to our God ordained potential. Never wants us to be the suitable helpers that we were created to be. Never wants us to realize our value in Christ Jesus. Never wants us to prophesy. Never wants us to walk in miracles. Never wants us to step into scriptural understanding of who we are. Never wants us to really be able to taste and see that the Lord is good. So while these women are still in the world, while they're still bound with issues, while they're still um, unbridled and indulging in their sin nature, Satan is sending death to them. And dragging them to hell before they can know Jesus as their Lord and as their Savior. Lord, have mercy. There's a war on women. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, Jesus. There's a war on women and it began in the Garden of Eden. It began with Eve when Satan tricked her. And now he's our enemy. And he's our children's enemy. And so what can you do? What you can do is raise your children up in the fear and admonishment of the Lord. Indoctrinate your children to believe the word of God. This is right. This is true. This is how we live. Warfare is real. God is real. The devil is real. He's trying to take you out because you have the power to take him out. The war is on you all, but we live like it's not. The war has been raging for centuries, for thousands upon thousands of years, but we live as though it is not. And we continually allow the serpent to trick us out of our inheritance, trick us out of obedience to God, trick us from following God's commandments, trick us consistently. God has given us so much power. God has invested so much into us as women. God has given us so much value. Your children can tear down Satan's armies by the Holy Spirit. You raise them that way, that's what they're going to do. You are a threat to the enemy. Your womb is a threat to the enemy. And this is why I don't understand Christian women who allow the devil to trick them into birth control and trick them into abortion. There are some women who believe in Jesus. Yes. Who says, no, I don't had enough kids. This one that's in me has to come out. 
This is the work of the enemy. He does not want you to produce because what you produce is his enemy. What you produce has authority over him. What you produce can increase God's kingdom. So he wants to keep women immoral and he wants to take them out in the midst of their sin. He never wants them to know who Jesus Christ is. He doesn't want their children to even be able to see the light of day. So women pregnant are being killed and shot. It's just horrible what's going on. It's a real war. And we have to pray for our sisters and we have to cover them in prayer because the war started in Genesis and they don't even know they're fighting. They don't even know that they are fighting. Help us, Jesus. God said, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. And I, said, I said, God, why? Why are all these women being killed that, like this? Why is Satan attacking women so hard? That's why. That's why. Because the woman is his enemy from the garden. Because her offspring is the enemy. And her womb has the ability to continually produce the very thing that he cannot overpower or overcome. So he wants to snatch her out. He influences immorality in the woman. He influences her to turn her back on the most high God. He influences her to not want to be a part of the body of Christ. He influences her to want to indulge in her flesh. He influences us to commit adultery and fornication. He influences us to be addicted to drugs. He influences us to live a life of vanity and self-indulgence. And he influences us to turn away from Jesus. But I beseech you today, turn back to the Lord. Turn back to the Lord and the Lord of heaven's armies will fight for you. Only with your eyes will you behold and see the reward of the wicked. But it will not come nigh thy dwelling. Turn to Jesus today. Make up in your mind, make up in your heart. I'm not going back to sin. Nobody's going to pull me away from Jesus. I'm not going to allow the devil to kill me. I'm not going to allow the devil to have my offspring. We have authority over him in Christ Jesus. If you want to exercise that authority though, you have to be in Christ Jesus. Otherwise, you're fighting a losing battle. The only way to win against the devil is through Jesus Christ. So he's the enemy of the woman. But unless she's in Christ Jesus, she's not going to win. And that is what we're seeing. A bunch of beautiful women, younger women, more mature women, mothers, aunts, sisters, losing their lives. Because they don't know that they have an enemy fighting against them. May we turn back to the Bible, the word of God. Jesus, may we turn to him, the word made flesh. May we live right and may we stand up in our value and potential according to God's word and his will for us so that we can win this war. Because the war is on, but the only way to win is in Christ Jesus. He's our only hope. He's our only protection. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. We don't want to be fighting a losing war. So we have to live right. I like to say holiness is protection. 
Holiness will protect you. Living right according to God's standards will protect you. When you step outside of God's word and God's will, there's no protection there. You're giving the enemy a foothold. You're giving him the opportunity to kill you. He's not just going to play with you. He's going to kill you. I saw a, a story of a young mother, beautiful. She had a baby. The baby was three months old. Her and the child's father decided to go out for the first time since she had that child and she got killed. This woman was killed, shot. The child's father was shot too, but he lived. Help us, Jesus. Never got to see her child again. Leaving out of a hookah bar or something to that effect. Never got to repent. Never got to know how beautiful life with Christ is. Never got to know freedom from sin. Never, never going to be able to see her child grow up. There's a war on women. It's a war on mothers. I saw a story of a mother who um, her child was two months old. And the father killed her, her mother, and her sister on Father's Day. The, the, his actual, um, the actual one I'm telling you about, whose mom and sister was killed by her baby's father, she actually lived for another two months and then died due to complications from the gunshot that he gave her in her chest. Shot her mother up, all up in her back, all up in her chest, all over her arms, everywhere. And then chased her sister down and shot her in the head. If that doesn't sound like war, then what does? So we have to make, first of all, better choices in men. We have to know our value. We have to have an appetite for godly men. Come on, if we're honest, most of us single Christian women could have been married. We could have been had a man. But if we're sticking to our standards, we're only going to want a man of God, not one who seems like a man of God, but one who's a real man of God, who has the fruit, not the one who fits the form of the fashion, but the one who bears the fruit of a man of God. And that is the type of man that is worth waiting for, ladies. Don't buy, buy extra pillows. Do you hear me? Don't sit there just because you want somebody to hold you. Don't do that. Because you're lonely. Don't do that. Go get some extra pillows. Hug your pillow at night. Snuggle up with them pillows and go to sleep. Do you hear me? Okay. Come on. We have to live a holy life. We have to live right. And to the sisters. And I don't know. But I've dealt with people in deliverance who do strange things with pillows. Do y'all hear me? I'm not trying to. I'm not being funny either. Don't do nothing strange with the pillow. It's okay to just hug the pillow. Just snuggle up to it with your, your head. Okay. That's it. It just provides some extra cushion and comfort when you're in the bed by yourself. That's all I'm saying. Okay. And, um, I don't want you to compromise because you get lonely. I don't want you to compromise because somebody is persistent. I don't want you to compromise because he looks good. It's a war out there. And remember the enemy is subtle and he uses people. He used the serpent and he'll use a person to subtly gain access to your life and attempt to destroy you. Don't let him win this war against your soul. Maintain your standards. Turn to Jesus. Repent today. Live for God. Tomorrow is not promised. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. Lord, have mercy. There's no purgatory. 
Okay. And it's not RIP for everybody. It's rest. The people who lived for Jesus are literally resting in peace with the Lord. Okay. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. If you're saved, if you were not saved, there's no peace where you are. There was no peace for you on earth and there's not going to be any peace for you when you leave the earth. We have to stop believing this culture. God didn't die to make you a good person. We say, oh, they were such a good person. No, God died to make you a righteous person. And he raised up again so you can have a new life of righteousness in him. In him, you live and move and have your being. Not in these carnal relationships, not in people's thoughts of you, not in the amount of social media followers you have. You have to turn to God because the war is on. And if you're not in Christ, you can't win the war. He's the King of glory. He's the Lord strong and mighty. He's God, our banner. He's our defense. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, there's a war on women. Share this. Share this. Because we don't know and we need to know that all the way back from the garden, it's been on. And today we see it's still on. And the only way, only way to overcome is if you are in Christ Jesus. We have to be in Christ Jesus. He's our hope. He's our protection. He's our covering. He's our king. He's our Lord. He's our savior. Hallelujah. You could just lift your hands with me right now. I'm going to pray as I'm led to by Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you cover my sister with the blood of the lamb in the name of Jesus. Remove the appetite and the taste for sin out of her mouth in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I bind that demon attached to the struggles that you are having in the name of Jesus. And I loose you into newness of life in Christ Jesus in the name of Jesus. Father, open their eyes. Let the spirit of revelation enter into whatever room they are right now and begin to reveal and show and expose the tricks of the enemy, who they are in you, the way that you've been there for them all along. Show them, God, your perfect will for them. Allow them to see. Let the scales fall from their eyes where the, the prince of the power of the air and the God of this world has blinded them in the name of Jesus. Restore their sight, restore their vision, God. Hallelujah. You opened up the eyes of the blind more than you did any other miracles in scripture as at least is what we see documented. So God, continue Open up the eyes of the blind, not just naturally, Lord, but spiritually. Everyone who can't see that they, they're in a fight, everyone who can't see that they have an enemy, open their eyes, Jesus. Open their eyes to see, hallelujah, and strengthen them to turn away from sin. Grant them real repentance, oh God, and give them the strength to move forward in you in the name of Jesus Christ. Convict their hearts, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, and begin to pour Jesus all over them and into them in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that your spirit and your presence and your truth and your word and your light just overwhelms them. Hallelujah. Let them see how filthy the lifestyle of sin and let them is and let them want to turn to you and turn to purity and turn to a chaste life and turn to, to being purged and cleansed by your blood and your word in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you that in you, we live, move and have our being. And in you, we win this war. Hallelujah. Help us to turn to you and away from our sins. Help us to run the course that you laid for us and not the one that Satan laid for us. We love you, Jesus. 
And it's in your name that we pray. Hallelujah. I decree in the name of Jesus, my sister, that you are free. Now walk in that decree. The Bible says when we decree a thing, it is established. Move forward in Christ. Don't worry about your past. Don't worry about those old relationships. Don't worry about that man. Don't worry about that woman. Don't worry about anything. Just move forward in Christ Jesus. Pray he will take care of all of it. Hallelujah. Just don't go back. Only go forward. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Amen.